Good morning, Patriots, and welcome to the Patriots Prayer Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Smith, and today it's part three of Patriots Against the Machine with Nate Kane and David Baumblatt, ex-FBI agents turned whistleblowers with amazing stories to tell. I've interviewed them both individually and now together as uh, in one interview that we cut up into three parts. This is part three. If you haven't seen part one and two, go back and watch it. I promise you, you're going to want to watch those or listen to those episodes. But uh, as we get ready to get into this uh, next episode, folks, just remember, uh, you know, we, we just want to give a special, uh, shout out and a special thanks to those of you who've been with us from the beginning of this. And, uh, and for those of you that are newcomers to the Patriot family, please, uh, if you have not yet, go ahead and click that like, follow, subscribe button, whatever it is, whatever medium or platform you're watching us on, make sure that you, uh, click that like, follow, subscribe button, leave us a comment, let us know what you think. But, um, we're going to go ahead and jump right into this one. David Baumblatt, Nate Kane, Patriots Against the Machine, Part 3. See you after this. And well, I will tell you, if I get in there, they're going to have a reckoning to deal with. Nate, I, I said it, and, and I meant it, and, and, and I don't say things just to uh, go along and get along, but I view both of you guys as American heroes. You, you're, you guys are, have done things that I've said already 99.9% of other people wouldn't do. I, I mean, you took risks uh, in order to bring information out that you knew they were going to upend your life. And you didn't know what the end result would be in the beginning of your journey uh, on this road, but you just knew that you were doing the right thing. And the thought of doing the wrong thing was more than you could live with. And that to me is the mark of a leader. And anyone in West Virginia who doesn't see that would be very remiss because what we complain about in politics is the same damn thing. All these people are bought and paid for. They never do what they say they're going to do. It's politics as usual. And here you have a politician who's not politics as usual, who has already bucked the system and risked everything to do it, to do what is right. And my friend, I think all you need are the optics. All you need are people out there to know that. The barrier between you and in and, and, and political office is just that little bit of knowledge. Those people need to know that. And if those people know that, you're a shoe-in. You are absolute shoe-in. But I have I a question for you. you. You talked about a parent's bill of rights. And I you saw I put a, a little clip up here, and I'm going to bring it up again. This is a video. This is a real video. And I always give props to where I get these things from. Uh, and this, this came from uh, the guys over at Libs of TikTok. And uh, I, I dared... They're just amazing people with the stuff they put out. But listen to this, and I want to get your take on it.
So, brainwashing technique, if I ever yeah, saw well, one. Yeah, what the state has done is they've basically, they've put, they've given power over to child predators. You know, mm -hmm. this is predatory behavior is what's going on, and it's state-sponsored. Mm -hmm. You know, they are, uh, you know, basically asking your child about sexual issues, asking your child about, you know, uh, whether, you know, and also giving thoughts and putting thoughts into their heads. And, you know, no one has a right to take a parent's, you know, to take that child who is under the custody of the parent and, and basically start giving them psychological treatments or medical treatments. So Without the parent's consent or knowledge. Well, so they've used something called um, uh, uh, parentis in loco, uh, or in loco parentis is the name of it. They've used this law that this obscure law, which has been abused and used for way more than whatever it was ever intended for. The intention of it was so that if your kid falls and breaks their leg, they can, you know, and they can't get a hold of you, they can contact, a, you know, a emergency services or whatever. But no, they're using it to take kids out of class to indoctrinate them into transgenderism, which is a mental illness. You know, it always has been by the, you know, diagnostic manual. And they are, you know, and in this case, with a lot of kids, man, you know, kids are very impressionable. And so now it's hip and cool, you know, to say that you're, you know, some other sexuality or some other gender, you know, there's, there's. It's a trend or a fad and that sort of thing. And when it's propagated, I don't think that, a, that, a, that a five, six, seven, eight, nine year old considers the things that they're considering now without being led. I mean, you don't know whether or not to no consider one. such things as the whether or not you're a girl or a boy, unless someone's asking you the question. And if someone's asking you the question, my answer is, what the hell are you asking that question of a yeah. kid for? There are kids that want to be Spider-Man and Batman. I mean, it, you know, we don't we don't think that they're really Spider-Man or Batman. But when you when you have these types of leftist teachers that are out there that are essentially pushing this propaganda, um, there's there's another uh, uh, little bit of footage I have of a teacher that's uh, begging people to donate books in her. I think it's like she's like second grade teacher um, donate books that she LGBTQ style books to her classroom and and, and th or uh, that uh, book gender queer. If you watch John Kennedy's cross-examination of those people that were pushing that book in the school, it just blows my mind that we even have to have so, these conversations. So one of the it's things, um, section, uh, section, I think it's section eight of the bill that I wrote. It is uh, institution agency representative or employee of any or instrumentality of government, whether local, state, or federal may expose or make available to a minor child and seen in recent or profound literature, material, audio, video recordings, internet materials, sexually explicit demonstrations or performances in accordance with federal laws set forth in 18 USC code chapter 71. Right now, you know, we already have federal laws on the books that define obscene material. And that's that it's uh, it's 18 USC chapter 71. It is so specific that honestly, I don't ever want to have to repeat it. And I didn't want to have to put it in here because it's pretty disturbing. Like it lays out the specific, you know, things that can't be seen and can't be showed to children. And what we are seeing in these books is the definition of that. I mean, it is, it is obscene pornographic material. Um, I will 
you know, one of the books that I saw, and I brought these books down to the state legislature, and we basically set up tables in both rotundas and the Senate and the House rotundas. And when they were coming out of special session, we brought them over to the tables. I opened it up to the pictures that were in there. And one of them was, you know, showed a picture of, of, a, of an adult male, you know, uh, uh, laying naked with a, a underage male. Another book had a picture of a woman on all fours with men standing around her masturbating and, you know, basically uh, participating in an orgy. And then in the words, it says, it's okay to explore your sexual fantasies. And I mean, this is crazy. These, these are books that are supposedly, supposedly supposed to be okay for 10 year olds. Here's a, here's a, a board meeting. Um, and listen to what she says and what she presents. And it was too graphic for the board meeting, but this is what they're allowing the kids to see. Watch. Can't hear the audio. Oh, wow. This is a child's book or something? Yes. And along with that 15-page... Okay, this is in children's libraries. here in. Why did he take it away? ...by that committee unanimously at Plant Heights in multiple schools. There's 10... So he, could, he wouldn't let her show it. Uh, in in the session because of the cameras, he he deemed it too uh, raunchy for the cameras. Yeah. It, it probably violates is, probably violates uh, you know FCC rules. Well, th this is like I said, I go hard on China many times, but this stuff this ain't from China. This is the globalist corporation. You're right. This stuff wouldn't. I mean, I'm just people think I'm biased, but if you hear me about China, I go hard on China. That. Is, is these globalist corporations. All you got to do is go to an American globalist corporation's HR, liberalism, feminism, multicultural. They're turning us into that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, it's, but that stuff is no way. That would never be tolerated in China or whatever. But you, this is, there know. are multiple instances of this. This is just one incident. There are other uh, incidences where teachers have had their students, and I'm talking about an elementary school, write down things like their preferred sexual position or who in their classroom they would do them with uh, as the second question. And this really happened and yeah. secret uh, meetings with school counselors who help children with gender affirming care at it without the parents consent or knowledge. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's really nuts. Just, just to tell you a story. And you know, if you're an adult and you're a homosexual, it's all right. I'm big into freedom, but it's interesting. Same. In my time, in my time in mainland China, I got so used to it. When I went to Hong Kong, I saw two guys holding hands. I was just shocked because Hong Kong's more liberal. But in mainland China, I'm telling you that no, none, zero. Because <laughs> I went to Hong Kong and I forgot, oh yeah, that's what two gay guys do. Because after living years in mainland China, I never saw anything in like there. None. It's my surprise is me to see so many liberals being pro 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 Palestinian, like holding signs yeah, I, like queers, queers for Palestine and that. all of these types of things. When in fact, uh, you know, it, it's kind of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Is this oxymoronic? It, just in general, like why in the world would you back a faction of people that would just take away your entire right to exist? When in fact. All you do over here is bitch, moan, and cry about people not giving you the right to exist, and then you back a group that would essentially take that from you. Um, but I'll, it's I'll it's really a, a, a standard that just kind of doesn't make sense. 
when you want to predict the future, you know, look to the past, look at the trends, and especially me, because I've left America in 2010, so I see it from a different lens when you're outside. And I'm just saying, where where is America going? Where is this trend? It's just, to me, it's just getting more and more and more and more that this stuff, I think it's just going to keep getting worse until something bad happens. And and I want to make this offer to you, Nate, uh, before we get out of here, if uh, would it take about uh, a minute of your time? And if you want to, uh, it's completely up to you, but we'll, we'll, uh, I'll give you the opportunity to uh, make a, make, make your case. And, and cause I'm going to push this in a, in a, uh, in a separate uh, style of marketing promoted to people in your area. And, and otherwise too, but, uh, I will take all the proceeds given to me by our sponsors today, purchases made from those watching and donate them to your campaign. Uh, so if you would take a minute when we're done, make that pitch to, to, to the, to the listeners. And I, I, I would gladly do that <laughs> without any problems. I would gladly do that. Thank so, you. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we need people like you in office and, um, we definitely we need you back in the United States, David. That's uh, you know we need to get you back over here. What's happened to you is appalling, and uh, it's un-American, and something needs to be done about it. And uh, it takes lawmakers like Nate to be in a position to make stuff like that happen. And in the meantime, obviously, uh, if there's anyone, I'm sure that Nate could pass your story on to. Uh, to make to get this in front of the right person, I, I think that that uh, Nate is completely absolutely either government or media. But if it happens to me, it happens to other people. But I think the American public want to know why why am I not welcome military vet? It just doesn't make sense. Again, New York Times front page. This doesn't make sense. It's not mm-hmm. a good. The American people are going to start questioning what's going on. Without a doubt, you know um, uh, what you were saying, David, about the um, uh, these globalist guys, these globalist corporations. Um, so I, I think what's the main driving factor behind this is the, you know, it's the, uh, you know, the, the, um, Klaus Schwab and, and, the you know, it's the world economic forum, the globalist, it is exactly that. And in fact, um, I posted up in your, your chat there window, uh, an article here from, uh, the free beacon where, uh, the UN, uh, is basically saying that minors can consent to sex. Uh, and this came out this year. Wow. Uh, put out you know, in April of uh, 2023. So uh, the quote is sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual. In fact, if not in law, that's the UN. That's a direct quote. Keep talking yeah. like that. And they're going to try to connect you to some Q conspiracy. <laughs> I, I tell you, to the, to the American- well, they already not- did. And in fact, the media matters uh, wrote a hit piece on me trying to claim that because I had in my post uh, of my bio, um, on Twitter account, I have, uh, you know, where we go one, we go all, which was actually a quote that came out of, um, a book written by, uh, General Flynn that, that, that now I'm associated with QAnon. And, you know, even though I've stated many times publicly, you know, that, uh, while I don't have anything problem, I don't have any issue with, uh, people who, you know, are, are, you know, part of the Q movement or anything. In fact, most of the people I found to be, you know, uh, patriotic, uh, I generally distrust anything that is anonymous. Remember, I'm all about transparency. And so I, I am I think not. There's some truth in it, yeah. some of it, right? But I think yeah. that there are, there's a, so much mal and misinformation tied up in it as well. I think that yeah. people that quote that 
just end up looking a little bit uh, crazy. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that Media Matters tries to, you know, to make this claim and their 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 claim is disinformation. And in fact, um, you know, what they did was they try to basically get me canceled off of Twitter because what the article was about was how um, Union Bank of Switzerland, you know, uh, shows up in an ad, uh, you know, next to my face or whatever. And they're saying, you oh, can't control that. Twitter's Twitter has has, uh, you know, they're they're uh, they're forcing, um, you know, their ad revenue or whatever. They're gaining ad revenue from, you know, QAnon people and stuff like that. So it's just nonsense. Yeah, you, you can't. But I take uh, it as a, I take it as a, kind of uh, stuff. Yeah. And I, and I take it as a, you know, uh, a badge of honor that Media Matters finds me to be, you know, uh, uh, apparently relevant so that they can, you know, focus on attacking me. When so those on the left hate me, I know I'm on the right path. If exactly. the devil agree, if the devil agrees with me, I know I'm doing something wrong. So right. it's absolutely okay that you don't like me or you think anything other than, uh, you know, if, especially if you're on the left, just means I'm doing my job. It just means I'm doing my job. I mean, uh, I, I don't have an FBI background and, and that sort of thing. I'm a kid who grew up in in Baltimore City. I was amongst the poorest of poor, but I saw. Uh, things that would, you know, make most people's hair curl. I, I've seen drug addiction, ravaged families. I've seen so much just dark d- depravity uh, from people who just didn't want to rise. And then I saw people who came from that, that rose above it. And I always, I'm the type of person that thinks to himself, you can do anything you set your mind to. The difference between most of those people there and the people who make it out of there, because the people that make it out of there actually take steps to. And they and they try. Anyone in this country can be anything they want. And it's just a matter of you setting goals and making mm-hmm. taking the steps to accomplish those goals. Now, before that it gives me a segue into this. Uh, I'm a good uh, I'm very good acquaintances, friends ish with John Ponder. Uh, and John Ponder was a guy who was uh, pardoned by President Trump. He runs an organization to stop recidivism. Uh, and now it's just it started going nationwide. And it's called Hope for Prisoners. Now, one of their big agendas is that they would have uh, uh, they would have a pathway for people who straighten their lives up, really straighten their lives up to get from uh, being termed a felon who can't live in this neighborhood, who can't get that job, who can't do these things to open open the uh, ability up for them to succeed from coming back from, uh, you know, truly being given a sec a second chance. Uh, and, and because this is, these are the groups of people, um, that, like I said, they, there are certain areas in, in cities which they can't live. They're, they're allowed to be discriminated against. And what they want is a bit, the ability to go from that to being able to be a normal citizen with the right to, uh, achieve and succeed as much as anyone else. And we are the land of second chances. But it seems like here's the one area where there's an exception. What do you? What is your take on that? And what would you do to facilitate? So I am 100, percent you know, for uh, you know these types of programs that help people not you know go back into the system. Uh, one of the issues that I see as a real problem here uh, in in West Virginia, in particular, is the issue of CPS mm-hmm. and uh, you know children being taken out of the home. They get put into the system, oftentimes end up in a worse situation than than where they were when they were with their parents. And oftentimes the the crime uh, that, you know, has caused their parents to lose, 
you know, the, you know, basically lose their children has been uh, crimes related to, you know, to uh, uh, fentanyl and, and methamphetamine use. Um, I think that, uh, you know, obviously uh, there are some situations and where kids, you know, it, for their own safety need to be removed out of the home. Uh, but I think we have to take, you know, an approach at trying to reunify and bring families back together, especially when somebody, you know, is, has changed their life, is putting them, you know, their, their life back on track. And, and, uh, you know, and it, it really bothers me that um, in West Virginia, if you um, have your children taken away and they've been uh, taken away from you for more than two years, uh, then you are stricken from the birth certificate. Literally, they take your name off the birth certificate of your child. What right do they have to do something like that? And, and, the, and the worst part about it is, is that, um, you know, CPS is one of those circum circumstances where we don't have a full adjudication, you know, um, you know through the courts uh, before they take your kids. They can take your kids before you've been charged with anything. And in fact, uh, you know, without any evidence, uh, you know, on the basis of, uh, you know, a, a lying, uh, you know, ex-girlfriend or, or, or ex-boyfriend or, you know, or, at, you know, or, or somebody in their neighborhood that doesn't. Yeah, we don't, we don't need evidence anymore. We don't need proof. No. We just need public perception. So to me, to that, again, it all boils down to rights and it is a deprivation of rights, uh, you know, uh, on without due process. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I don't agree with that. And I, I a hundred percent, uh, want to see people who, you know, who have uh, made mistakes in their life, you know, turn their lives around and, uh, you know, and be able to become productive members of society when they get out of jail, because if they don't, then the likelihood of them ending up and going back to jail is very high. Well, just and, so uh, my listeners understand this, that. This this particular organization, Hope for Prisoners, has the lowest recidivism rate for any any program nationwide for 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 people that go through the program. And what it does is it mends the relationship between those who offended and even the police. So they end up partnering with the police and they get to see that these aren't their enemies. These, these we're people trying to fix our community because all too often our perception of who the police are are completely skewed and intentionally so by you know them trying to mislabel police officers as bad guys because of whatever shooting mm -hmm. in whatever place and then they you know it, it, it make that much bigger than what it actually is it's uh it's a terrible thing but they restore the trust in the community and by doing so uh you have people that were out there that did 15 years plus in prison, they're out there playing golf with a detective now who's maybe the detective that busted them, but now they're the best of friends. And that detective is now the mentor of a guy who, believe me, in prison was not a nice guy. He belonged to such and such gang in prison and this sort of thing, but because they thought society had given up on them and they get well, out and they go through this program. And next thing you know, they're, they, they see hope. Have you noticed the ever-alarming 400,000 cell towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes and Wi-Fi that runs 24-7? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and micro microwave radiation from Faraday bags, earthing bed sheets, Wi-Fi router covers, 
hats, scarves, bed sanctuaries. This will not be going away anytime soon. We will continue to see only faster speeds, 6G, 7G, and more exposure to EMF than any time in our history. Start protecting yourself now. Go to RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded today. Use code PATRIOT and save 10%. And, and they come out and they try. And their number one complaint is, yes, but I'm stuck over here in this particular neighborhood because when I try to rent an apartment right. over here, I can't. So I'm stuck in this area, this crime-ridden area that I don't want to be in. I've worked very hard to get out of it. And and I and I, and I can't. They won't let me. Yeah, and you know, and, and the other thing too is, you know, as a Christian, um, you know, I have to believe in redemption and the power of redemption. I mean, I've seen God do amazing things and turn people's lives around, and so I think that uh, we have to take a, a compassionate course. It doesn't mean that we have to be foolish and you know, um, and and let people. You know, you don't want to put people in circumstances if somebody's an addict or something like that. You don't want them around other you know, other people who are dealing drugs and things like that. Sure. If somebody, you know, was somebody that, uh, uh, you know, was a, a, you know, molested somebody or whatever, should they ever be trusted around kids again? Probably not. Yeah. You know, you should, you should have them, you know, you, you need to have means of being able for, for these people, you know, to become uh, a part of society, but yeah. there do need to be some checks and balances. Somebody who was a thief, probably not a good idea to put them in charge of money, you know, but, but we absolutely it feels great to hear you echoing the exact words that I've said before, right back to me. It just, it's very affirming to know that the punishment should fit the crime. That's right. That's simple. The punishment should fit the crime. Uh, there's so many people that get that felony charge thrown on them that just, that's enough. That's enough yeah. right there to make. And, and I, people... and I'm of, I'm of the opinion that, that somebody who has served their time and has paid for their crimes you know, that they should be able to get their voting rights reinstated and have, you know, and have a part as a citizen of the United States. I don't see how it would be, you know, constitutional, you know, when they've already paid their crime. Now, I'm not talking about um, just because they're out that they should be able to vote. I do think that, you know, the probation period and all of that has to be done and complete. But when they've served their time and they've done all those things, I think they should have their rights restored. Yeah, I've, I've seen a, a, a video of a guy. It was a parody video. Uh, it, it was a, aimed at the black community. And uh, they were talking about how Joe Biden had uh, the 94 crime bill had, you know, incarcerated so many and, and arrested the, 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 all of the parents in the neighborhoods that were, you know, drug, drug related right. charges and things, and then left the crack dealers to raise the community. And he said all they wanted was their right to be able to vote in this thing back. They wanted they wanted to be able to participate in the system and, and have a say in what was going on in the community. And so here's the guy, Donald Trump, who comes along and gives it gives it back to them, gives them the right to, ha to have those choices and have a say. And what did they do? They voted for the guy who put him back in jail. <laughs> I mean, it, it's essentially what, yeah. what happened. And and so now I think that that's gone. That's gone. They, you have uh, so many people across the United States waking up. You have chapters of BLM that are now pro Donald Trump and standing yeah. with J Sixers. And this is the reason why I believe with all my heart that they are allowing this mass immigration into our country. They're well, they've got to do something yeah, because they're, they're going to lose. 
every election from now until eternity on the way they've been behaving and the way they've been, you know, just spending out of control and, yep. and, and, uh, you know, shockingly in the next generation, you know, with debt beyond anything we've ever seen. What is this poll numbers? 34% right now, 34. And then they try to say, well, even if they have the election today that him between him and Trump, it will be close. I'm like, in what universe? And what universe would that ever be close? I think that you're going to see when Donald Trump runs, you're going to see just like when Ronald Reagan ran, when they thought there's no way in hell. And then Reagan swept the country. Yeah, That means we have a very real probability of something like that happening where people are just, but you, then you have your never Trumpers, right? No matter what. But the reality of it is, is a lot of that stuff is, is going it, away. And we know that's true because that's, that is, that is why they have brought, all of these coordinated, uh, you know, lawsuits and, and criminal investigations into Trump and indictments, it, one right after another, because they have nothing else. All they can do is to try to damage him in every possible way they can. They can't impeach him anymore. So now they, they're just indicting him for, you know, useless stuff. You know, and, uh, you know, Bill Barr, uh, you know, he was right about one thing. They can indict a ham sandwich if they want to. And, uh, you know, and it doesn't matter that those indictments are being brought with, you know, complete, uh, uh, you know, baseless claims. It doesn't matter. Real they're they're going to try to damage him in any way. And then it, and they know they're losing that battle, too. They know they're not going to win. So that's why they're moving on to now trying to get him kicked off the ballot in multiple states because well, they knew uh, that he was coming back when he was on his way out, when they, when they impeached him the right. second time on so his way he, out, he should, you know, again, so, you know, I'm sure he's aware that the fact that they're doing all this must indicate that they're all the polling that's showing is probably, it's probably far worse for the Democrats than even what's being you know, oh, spoken yeah. about. Yeah, Cause you know, they do direct polling, they, right? They, so lie. they, they did it they during exactly. that. Remember all the polls showed Hillary Clinton was going to win. Yeah. And yep. then she lost like by a landslide. So even the exit polls were wrong. Yeah. By a lot yeah. too. By yeah, by, quite a bit. by the way, I'm facing rigged polls here in West Virginia. So there's a, a polling company that the only one that has done any kind of polling at all on on the um, you know the, the congressional race. Mm -hmm. And they show uh, my opponent at like 80 something percent. Give me a break. You know, every single person I have talked to, um, if they if they most of them don't even know. Who Riley Moore is? Mm -hmm. they, I mentioned my opponent's Riley Moore. I go, I go. Have you heard of Riley Moore? And they're like, No, never heard of him. You know. And then when I do tell them, Yeah, he's the uh, he's the uh, the nephew of Shelley Moore Capito, whose son is also running for you know governor. So you basically have a, you know a family dynasty. I have yet to meet a single person who thinks that's a great idea. Mm. Not one. <laughs> well, let me ask you, uh, uh, David. Uh, mm -hmm. You get back in here to the United States, and I have full confidence that that'll happen, right? I, I have full confidence that that will happen because I think as much as the pendulum swings to the left, it just swings back harder to the right when it swings. So I, I have full confidence that'll take place. Would you consider a run for office? Absolutely. I, I was thinking this, and I'm actually in the phones now with some other people about running. I Obviously, my situation needs to be worked out. Uh, New York's a very liberal state. By you know, I was nah, in city conservative until, New York. No yeah. way. Well, but the good thing is, I was areas. in the city, and I was in the city until I was ten years old, and then I went to upstate New York. Upstate New York's different. Upstate mm -hmm. New York uh, is, Absolutely. and so I would look at upstate New York. That's where I grew up. You could say when I was ten years old. Uh, but we we're actually in the talks. But 
it's in my blood. I'd love to do it, but I gotta, I gotta fix this uh, first thing that that's going. But I bring a lot to the table, and that is especially foreign experience. And I can yeah. tell you, if anyone wants to go to Rumble, look at my name. Watch episode two and three of me working for the Boeing company and Amazon in China. Changed my mind. I'm telling you, these these American global corporations, what they say in America, it's kind of like I was behind the and what they do overseas in China. Two different things. And I'm telling oh, yeah. you, until we kind of get these corporations under control, we're going to lose capitalism. And we're and these corporations are going to own us. And just yeah. so my listeners know this, um, and, and, and David and I have already spoke about this, but David will be being added to the Patriots prayer team. We're going to be doing weekly podcasts, and you're going to see David's going to be a fixture here. Uh, he's just got a unique perspective and, and he's a likable guy and he's a very honest guy. And just like Nate, he's fought this fight and, uh, and he's willing to do what's right. And, uh, we need people like him. So I want to keep him. I want to get the, get David the optics and, uh, to be out there so that, uh, we're going to continually work our way to finally being able to get this guy back home, uh, with his family where he belongs and it starts right here. I, I, like I said, I'm no FBI guy. I'm no politician. I would never be able to stand up to the scrutiny that you guys stand up to. Um, and I would love to do it because just like you, I, I, I would, uh, I can't be bought or sold. And I really, you can't threaten me with anything. I, 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 I'm really not just not afraid of anything. So my way of fighting back is this right here. This is what we're doing right here mm-hmm. is, is to, is to bring the truth to people and, in our, our, motto here at the Patriots prayer is truth matters and it matters most truth matters more than your feelings. Truth matters. And there is real truth. There is absolute truth. Not all truth is not relative. And um, we've lost a lot of that and we need to get that back. Um, The selfishness that permeates our culture right now has led to a whole bunch of me first style thinking, which is kind of just, that causes the lawlessness in our streets. We're seeing kids in a culture that don't care about their parents. They don't care about their neighbor. They don't care about their community. So they're willing to do anything without conscience. And we see assault after assault, robbery and theft and murder and everything else. And we need to fix this. We need to fix our culture. And it starts with us getting these types of uh, programs out there with us confronting you about the reality of what's truly going on out there. And that's why I say here that when I say I'm unfiltered, I mean it unfiltered. I'm not going to consider in in, in most ways what I say. It may be the way that I say it, but I'm not going to shy away from any topic or any subject at all. And I'm sure that you guys I've already proven that you're, that you feel the same way. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be, I I think Americans are going to realize that politics is going to become more and more important because their security and economics in America is going to to become more and more in danger. I think politics is going to be much more important as we go on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, I, I appreciate you, you, you coming on the program with me today and, uh, Nate, I wish you all the best of luck uh, yeah, on go your campaign. Him, Thank and you. Uh, I'd love to say that that I know a congressman, brother, and I think I do. So uh, we really need you in that position. And um, any last things either one of you guys want to say before we get out of here? And uh, oh, Nate, yeah. stick around because we're going to do that little promo afterwards. And uh, this way, uh, like I said, it, you you do the promo 
anything that you get from this, any one of my listeners that are going to hear Nate here in a minute, uh, anything that you buy, uh, through the, through the sponsor, I, the, the, I will donate that 100% to his campaign. So go ahead, David, what were you saying? I was going to give it an eight, but anyone, if anyone's interested in the unauthorized book, it was unauthorized, no FBI permission, go to my website, the book, and I'm on rumble, but yeah, let's hand it over to Nate. Cause Nate's, uh, Nate's in the fight right now. Okay. So, uh, let me, let me set up a, uh, a quick little screen here. This is, uh, I love this software, by the way. I, I don't know if this, uh, I, I'll give them a shameless plug right here, but, uh, it's, uh, um, uh, StreamYard and, and they're, they're a great, uh, software company. Let's, let's take and put me. So, Nate, the floor is yours, my friend. All Go right. For it. Okay. So I just want to thank everyone, you know, who cares about their country and who cares about truth. Uh, you know, we've got to change things. We've got to change things in Washington, D.C. We can't have, you know, I, I was talking to somebody last night and I was saying, you know, we keep sending people down there who claim, you know, that they, they, they wear that title representative. But oftentimes they don't represent us. They represent the special interests, the corporations. Uh, you know, when I say corporations, I'm not talking about the small business, you know, that resides in West Virginia. I'm talking about these multinational corporations, which have no loyalty to the United States, you know, the Amazons, the Walmarts, the, you know, like what, what uh, David was talking about, you know, he worked behind the scenes and saw some of that in action. The fact is, is that we have to get our country back. We need people who are going to be bold, who are willing to sacrifice, who are willing to be self-sacrificial. You know, I don't have any reason to want to do this on my own, uh, to be honest with you. I've got a, a great business. I have a, a great home. I finally got my life back and, you know, and, and the Lord's restored a lot of what was taken from me. And there's uh, there's no reason for me to do this. I got to take a pay cut to do this. I got to give up, you know, living in this wonderful state because I'll have to be down in Washington, D.C., you know, doing the people's business down there. And, and this is really kind of like the last thing, uh, you know, that I wanted to do. But I'm doing it because I was praying and asking God to raise up righteous men and women. And I heard the Lord say to me, what about you? And my initial response was, well, hold on a minute, God. I meant other righteous men and women. <laughs> I didn't mean me, but that's just it. You know, how many of you out there, you know, are, are willing to stand up and willing to say, okay, God, use me. Do in my life what you want. The fact is, is that all of this, everything that we have, everything that we see, all of the niceties that we have in life, they're all temporary. Everything on this earth is temporary. And so we're here for a purpose. And so I challenge every single one of you that listens to this show to ask yourselves, what can you do for God? What is it that God would have you do? Would he have you run for office? Would he have you you know, be a, a faithful prayer warrior to pray for your, your uh, representatives? Would he have you contribute? you know, to, uh, you know, to a campaign of somebody like myself, you know, or somebody else, we all should be asking God, what is it, Lord, that you would have us to do? And so, you know, the first and foremost thing that I would ask all of you to consider is to please consider praying for me on a regular basis and pray for your nation and pray that God raises up righteous men and women. Just be careful because when you pray that prayer, you may hear, what about you? And the next thing that I would ask people is I would ask them to consider making a a gift to my campaign. You can do that at uh, natecaneforwv.com. It's right there at the bottom of my, uh, uh, just below my name. 
There's a link on that page in the upper right-hand corner where you can make a donation. It could be a one-time uh, donation, or if you, you know, if all you can do is a small donation, make a small donation, but make it a regular monthly donation. The fact is, is that I can't run this race and, and do what needs to be done without money. But that money, I don't want it coming from the wrong places. It needs to come from individuals like you who believe in the cause, who believe in what I'm doing, that I know will be praying and not be looking to influence me, you know, to do something that's not in the best interest of the American people or in the, you know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, in, in the best interest of West Virginia. The fact is, is that right now, the, of obviously the largest of, of donations have come in from West Virginia, but I've got people that have donated from California, from Florida, from New York, from Texas, you know, from 36 different uh, states that are, that are, have all donated because they believe in the cause. You could be one of those people as well. You know, I've, uh, I've made it a point in my life as well to also donate to other candidates that I believe are good candidates that will stand for the same thing that will do the right thing and that will stand up and protect the constitution, which every single member of Congress swears an oath to do. Too often though, they get down there and I think they forget the whole point and purpose of why they were elected. In fact, I think many of them get down there and it was never about that for them. I think for many of them, it was about, you know, obtaining power. So I've made a, you know, I have, uh, you know, made a, a promise to do a few things that I think are going to be critically important to hopefully being able to set the uh, a new paradigm for transparency in Congress. And one of those things is that I will not meet with a lobbyist unless they agree for that conversation to be made public immediately. And uh, and I think that if I if I get in there and did nothing more than that, boy, what a great thing that would be. You know, and so there's a lot of things that I, I have ideas and things that I want to do. And I've talked about those things and a lot of other, uh, uh, you know, a lot of other shows and things like that. But um, you can go on my page, you can see under the media section, all of the shows I've done have been recorded and they're put out there. I'm a very open person about everything in my life. I don't have a whole lot of secrets because to be honest with you, you know, my life has been public for quite some time ever since blowing the whistle. And I, I believe that ultimately, you know, God allowed me to go through the experiences that I went through so that I can hopefully be a light, you know, to others and to be a, an encouragement to others. So I want to thank you, um, you know, for having me on, Eddie, and uh, thank you for the show and for what you guys are doing. And, uh, you know, and let's take back our country. You know, as my name is, uh, you know, implies, you know, Kane, let's go raise some Kane in Congress. Well, David, I, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to say that I have met you and shared this time with you and, 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 and like to call you friend and, and, uh, both of you guys, I mean, you guys have done amazing things, and I think amazing things are still very much in front of you. So uh, with that, the silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. It was everything I told you it would be and more, Patriots. Now, listen, I know a lot of people over uh, overpromise, underdeliver. I didn't do that. I did not do that. In all three parts of this episode of Patriots Against the Machine with David Baumblatt and A. Kane, uh, we continue to keep our finger on the pulse of American politics and pull the curtain back so you can see who's behind the curtain and how things actually work and who these people really are and how they actually operate. 
And we did that. And Nate Kane is an American patriot that definitely needs to be in Washington representing his state of West Virginia and representing the United States of America with an America first attitude. And that's what he is. He's proven himself. He's got the integrity. Uh, it, it, he's, he's pushed through all of the uh, 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 things that 99.9% of people would have probably backed off from because of that integrity, because of that will to want to do right. And, 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 he, and, he, and he wasn't dissuade, folks, from doing what was right. Even when he risked everything, he risked his livelihood, he, he risked his life. I mean, come on, people, do you, do you understand that here's a man that had two choices in front of him, a road this way and a road that way, and the road, the harder of the two roads is the one that he chose, and why? Because it was right, not because it was easy, not because there was more money, more fame, or prestige, because it wasn't. It wasn't. It was the hard road, but it was the right road. And that, that is the test of a good politician. That is the test of a true leader. And he passed it with flying colors. So if you can, folks, $10, $20, whatever you can afford, go in the description of this podcast and you're going to find the link to his, to his campaign website and anything that you can contribute. He's going up against special interest. He's going up against lobbyists. He needs help from any which way he can get it at this point and regular americans that's exactly where he's got to get it from all right so guys if you can you can afford 10 20 please help this man out he definitely deserves it and america needs him so with that said the silent majority you need to stop being silent and stand your ground we'll see you next time on the patriots prayer podcast you guys have a great day people of this country and we're under attack they ban us they can't Speaking the fact